The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think and not what you got. Yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everybody. Now I can say it. Thanks for stopping by. We are glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hello, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. Our key this week, numero diez. That is 10 for those of you in English. And it's remember real estate. It's our big, big key. We've been working so hard getting our budget broken and creating a healthy savings and spending plan, getting our credit in line. And now we are ready for either home ownership or real estate investment. We're going to take a look and see if we're ready and what we need to do to get back in the saddle or on track to begin with for that. Our moolah word of the day has to do with, um, what do we say, required spending. Is that a good lead? Required spending. You must spend money on this. Food. Perhaps. Shelter. Perhaps, but we won't know until we get to Mula Word of the Day. Yeah. Good guesses, though. Uh, two words for minutes on your money. Winning and investing. How about that? Hashtag winning. Hashtag investing. Not the hashtag winning, Charlie Sheen hashtag winning. But like winning, like I'm winning at investing. We're going to talk about ways that you can win at real estate or any kind of investing. Our trivia question always is based on a previous show. That would be Create Credito. And then today's guest, I'm so excited in real estate investment guru, James Hartman is going to be joining us. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members today, um, uh, what a, oh, I thought you were waving at me and you're itching your knee. No, no I, was, I was doing the happiness. <laughs> oh, happiness. Right. I have so much happiness uh, because my money is right and my yeah. money mind is right. That's why. Uh, so Insiders Club members are entered automatically into weekly giveaways. And if you are not a member and would like to compete for great many management tools for free, just answer today's trivia question correctly. And this week's trivia question is, in last week's key, we spoke of 85 factors that go into your credit score and two things that are not included. What is one of those two things? 
Can you remember? I do. I, I remember. I, I'm at, this is, could be the first time I know the Yay! Yay, I know. Well, you know, you didn't have to, you know, think about it too long because it was right up your alley this yeah. time. It was refreshed. It's been a whole right. season since you had the key before, so I was letting you off the hook. But it's only been a week since the last time you heard it, so... <laughs> So you're doing good now. <laughs> now, if you have no idea what the answer is, um, uh, you can still, everyone can walk away a winner. Uh, for listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To start, visit our website. But if you think you do have the right answer, you need to call in, chat in, or email in to win. To call in, that's 1-866-966-9420. If you want to chat in, you have to listen live at the website, unlockyourwealthradio.com. Hi, I'm here, sitting in the chat room. Come visit. Or if you are listening from a podcast or download from somewhere else or this is a previous show you missed, you can still win if you email us at trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. Good luck. Now, for today's Minutes on Your Money, we mentioned hashtag winning, hashtag investing. Wouldn't you like to win at Simple Investing? Sticking with a simplified strategy doesn't mean every investment puzzle you'll face has been solved, but instead, if you think through your approach to investing and ask yourself these biggest questions you might face as you invest for retirement, it will make it more simple. So are you ready for the questions, Miguel? We're ready. On our bilingual version of Unlock Your Wealth Radio? We are ready. Okay, great. So question number one, buy and hold what exactly? Or do we even know what that means? You can build a simple portfolio for any level of risk. Stretching for high returns, you could put all your money into the Schwab U.S. broad market or crank up risk and return potential by further adding funds like a Vanguard small cap or Vanguard FTSE emerging markets fund. A FTSE, the F-T-S-E, that exchange, and the acronym is slipping for some reason. I should know this. I was a stockbroker, for goodness sakes. The FTSE, it's the, um, it'll come to me. It'll come to me, or somebody can call in and tell me what it is so I don't have to go hope that divine knowledge happens before the show is over. So what is all of that? So buying and holding as a strategy, let's just talk about that as a strategy, is if you ever have heard people say buy low, sell high, sure. is the idea is to buy a particular security for whatever your motivation is. It could be because it's undervalued. It could be because it pays big dividends, but you hang on to it for a period of time. That's the buy and hold. So you're hoping for capital appreciation when you do the buy and hold thing. It's worked very well for Warren Buffett, but again, he always buys on discount. So when the market tanks, it's not a bad day. You have to remember it's time to go shopping. It's a discount sale. Yeah. And people forget about that. So that's when you need to take action if you are practicing a buy and hold philosophy. Now, because you may not be one that wants to study the markets every day, all day long, you can study trends. You know, I remember watching, and this was like a thousand years ago, it seems, um, there was a, a show um, that Oprah was a guest on. It wasn't her show, but she was a guest on a, another show, and they were talking about 
how she invests because they were admiring how she was building wealth and stuff. And it was before she became a billionaire. And she says, well, I, I don't study the market. I, I look at the trends. And when I started seeing a lot of these sneakers with a swoosh on them, I'm like, oh, you know, everybody's got them. So there must be something to this. And so she invested in Nike. And so that's how people can invest in trends. And that's how you, the average everyday consumer, can begin a, a buy and hold philosophy or strategy for your investment portfolio is by studying the trends. What do you see people wearing? What do you see people doing? What events uh, are people taking part in? What types of entertainment are people pursuing? And and that will kind of give you clues as to what would be the next thing to invest in and for you to get in close to the ground floor or start watching that stock to buy when it does go, quote, on sale. Mm-hmm. Question number two, what if a high stock and bond return is really over? If you are just own the market purist and you don't ask if stocks are cheap or expensive or you assume it is too hard to outwit the hive mind intelligence of the crowd, you are going to get burned. Um, but uh, the whole, um, the whole, our returns really over is that's somebody who's still sitting on the sidelines. That's a spectator. That's not somebody actively participating in the market. And, it, and if you are actively participating in the market, it's not about timing. It's about getting engaged because dollar cost averaging works. If you spend a hundred dollars a month investing in a mutual fund. It takes your $100 and doesn't put it into one stock, but a myriad of stocks based on their fund definition. Then some days you'll spend more money for a particular stock than others. And some days you'll spend less on some stocks than others. But the point is that you're systematically acquiring stock over time. And so your what they call your cost basis will go down over time because you'll get some shares at 100 bucks, some shares at 50 bucks. Let's say you got 10 shares at 100 bucks and 10 shares at 50 bucks. What did you really pay? You got 20 shares at 75. Yeah. I mean yeah. So, so if you split, split it like that, so, so some days you got the smoke and deal, and some days you paid retail. But on average, you're still under the retail value. If let's say retail is, you know, a hundred bucks, and yeah. and the sale is fifty. So that's an ex- and that's a very simplified example right. of dollar cost averaging. Because some days you'll pay a hundred, some days you'll pay fifty two, some days you'll pay sixty four, some days it'll be a hundred and two. So it, it'll just go, it'll go up and down. But if you remember to hang on when it's up and go shopping when it's down, all the amount you have invested previously averages down each time. Mm-hmm. And that's called averaging down. And so, you know, the returns are all what you make of it. Your money is always made in anything on the buy. It's not made on the sale. So if we keep that in mind when we buy anything, whether it's real estate, whether it's our socks or shoes or our houses or any other commodity, you know, your money is made on the buy. You know, uh, you can buy a new car at a deep discount and then drive it for a while and then sell it and get pretty close to retail because you took care of it and all of that stuff and, but, and, and, and because you bought it right. You know, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You know what I mean? So you can practice OPM in your everyday life if you buy things right. And so your money is always made on the buy, not on the sell. And, and that's a hard concept for a lot of people to get, you know. And you never realize a loss until you sell. That's another thing. Right. So the value goes up and down every day. And if you panic, 
you know, and sell when it's at, at its worst when you've been told how many times buy low, sell high, mm-hmm. right? But the market tanks, you're like, oh, my God, I better get out before I lose everything. Well, if it's a saleable company, it's not going to go, it's not going to, go to zero, number one. Yeah. And, and number two, you only have a loss if you sell. But if you don't sell, you don't have a loss. Your value may have changed, but whether you won or lost, yeah. hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. So, you you know, and all those people that sold at the bottom of the market, you know, some of those baby boomers shouldn't have cashed out because all those stocks that were that, that went down where they sold, if they would have bought instead of sold, they would have three times the wealth that they had before the market crash. You just had to time it right. You know, and I was watching everybody going nuts. And so I do, you know, I have a like an investment advisor guy, uh, but I go online and do my stuff because I'm pretty savvy, you know. And so he just tells me what the, the, the good funds are, are and that sort of stuff. And so then I kind of do my own thing and and I kind of do the set it and forget it. But I actually logged into the system and I upped the amount of money on my monthly investment. You know, and then I actually put money in that day too, you know, and I did a direct thing right into there because I'm like, well, I'm going to go shopping. Everything's on sale. And by not panicking and not selling, and I never even called him. I waited like four days later and I'm like, yeah, I bet you've gotten a thousand phone calls of people jumping off cliffs, but I just wanted to tell you, I've been shopping and I'm like doing really good. <laughs> and, and I doubled, almost doubled my money wow. by staying put. And, and and that's what you got to do is you, you just got to not let your emotions get the best of you. Stay calm like we talk about brain-based financial literacy. And then uh, the last question you need to ask yourself, can I ever do better? And this I want to attribute to the pigs get fed and the hogs get eaten. So if you are doing well with the strategy that you're doing, and you're making consistent gains, remember the pigs get fed, the hogs get eaten. If you start to allow greed to enter the picture, you're going to stir up some some sort of emotional behavior and you may upset the apple cart. So you got to stay focused on your strategy and not deviate from it. Because the key isn't when things are great that you're committed to your strategy, it's when things tank. How committed are you to your strategy? And that's what we need to focus on when it comes to uh, successful money management. So we have uh, Jason Hartman, Moolah Word of the Day, and Keys to Riches coming up. That's it for Minutes on Your Money. You're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Stay tuned for more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 
I'm Heather Wagonhals. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, with your moolah word of the day, and it's a moolah phrase. We were talking about stuff you got to spend on, non-discretionary funds. These are funds that are allocated to an investment manager who must have approval from the investor for each transaction. This is important as a consideration as an investor that you remain in charge of your funds. So if there's something serious going on in the marketplace, we were joking before the break about the market tanking, you want to make sure that your broker has to call you before he makes any rash decisions like selling off your portfolio and liquidating and realizing your loss in value, whether just having a, a, uh, a uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Out in the universe. Um, Help me here. You know, an abstract loss, intangible loss, making it tangible. It's still not the word I wanted, but... Karma? Karmic loss? No. I was thinking more as a... What's the opposite of concrete? Um, Nebulous. You know, just um, abstract. Yeah, I, I said abstract, but that didn't feel like the right word. And, and I said intangible, but that was, it's close, but it's not the right word. So non-discretionary funds means your broker has to pick up the phone to call you every time he wants to make a move in your portfolio. And I think that's a good thing. If you're using someone else, if you are choosing not to do the research yourself, if you're handing the reins over to somebody else, and let's face it, when you are focused and are good at what you do, and you do it all day long, like you're a doctor or a surgeon or a composer or a producer, and you're really good at what you do, that's what you do. And if you would like, as a hobby or entertainment, research stocks and investments, that's great. But likely, you're probably not. That's probably not something that floats your boat, looking at statistics and things like that. You probably want to be out recreating. So you have a broker to do that sort of stuff for you. He's the guy that, you know, micromanages the money. And and so it's important that when you delegate that, that you don't give them complete control because they can get emotional too. And you don't want them liquidating your entire portfolio because of a market hiccup. So that's your moolah word of the day. So I am so excited for our next guest. Jason Hartman has been involved in several thousand real estate transactions and has owned income properties in 11 states and 17 cities. That's a huge real estate portfolio. You have no idea. 
His company, Platinum Properties Investor Network Incorporated, helps people achieve the American dream of financial freedom by purchasing income property in prudent markets nationwide. Jason's trademarked complete solution for real estate investors is a comprehensive system providing real estate investors with education, research, resources, and technology to deal with all of the areas of their income property investment needs. And he joins us today to share his wisdom. Jason, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so glad to have you a part of our show. Well, thank you, Heather. And you're also a hometown guy here, so we're both here in Arizona and enjoying this uh, hot summer weather together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Arizona has the best weather about eight months of the year. <laughs> yes, and, and we're heading into those that aren't part of that eight. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, I am so excited to have a fellow real estate investor on the show because Real estate, asset-backed investing for me with physical, tangible assets is so important. Um, and I think that folks, you know, even now that it's been all these years after the market crash, that folks are still like, hmm, I wonder if it's a good time to be a part of real estate investing or maybe I should wait a little longer and then prices can go higher. <laughs> <laughs> they could cost me more money. What do you? Well, that, 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 yeah, those are good points, Heather. You know, I mean, um, and 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 you and I both know that this is not about capital appreciation, and it's not about market timing. Uh, that's it's great when it happens, but that's the icing on the cake, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when when folks are thinking about real estate investment, you know, they're probably thinking about their their primary residence has lost a hundred thousand or so in value, if not more, uh, you know, and so they're thinking, oh, well, I suck at real estate investment. And one of the things that I my my first thing that I tell people about real estate investment is your primary residence, where you make your home and you raise your kids and live your life, is not an investment. You know, because you want it to be whatever you want it to be. You want all of your creature comforts. So if you want fancy crown molding and if you want fabulous travertine tile floors, go ahead and put it in because it's about your quality of life. It's not about an investment, but you would never put those things into an investment property and expect to get those things out. And that's one of the things that I differentiate for people. Can you build on that and kind of explain the difference between home ownership and real estate investment? Absolutely. Heather, you know, you make a a great point there. I mean, that is just absolutely true. Your home is not an investment. If you've owned homes over the years that you have made money on, you know, through capital appreciation, congratulations, you got lucky. And it's better to be lucky than good any day of the week. However, uh, what, what real estate is investing, investing is about is about buying assets that produce cash flow. Your home costs you money. That's not an investment. It's an expense. You need to live somewhere, but uh, far be it to consider your home an investment. It's, it's not at all. So what what are some of the qualifiers that folks should look for when they think about real estate as an investment? And I'm about ready to buy my first investment property or uh, I've started saving money, I've reduced or eliminated my frivolous debt and I'm prepared for real estate investment. I've started saving money and I have kind of a target price in my mind that I think that I can invest in. What do I need to do next? What are my next steps? 
Well, the, the next step is develop some investment principles so that you don't get burned and you don't make mistakes. And uh, I, I sort of sum this up in what I call my 10 commandments of successful investing. And, you know, any of your listeners can find that at jasonhartman.com. But, uh, you know, some of the, the first things are, Heather, is, uh, you know, get educated, get a good team, uh, be area agnostic. Be a direct investor so that you're not investing in someone else's deal, so that you own and control uh, the, the place where you put your money. Uh, that's really, really important. Uh, so that you're not attached to any one geography. You know, you may live in a nice place. And just as you talked about when we opened, Heather, where you talked about your own home is not an investment, well, maybe your own city is not an investment either. Uh, and even if it is, even if you do live in a great city, and, and you know, one of the reasons I know this is because we do business all over the country. So we go where the deals make sense. We don't just buy properties in the place in which we happen to find ourselves. That wouldn't be smart. We've got to go to the deals. Uh, not not just default into to where we happen to be. Uh, so being area agnostic and being a direct investor, very important. You know, if you put your money into something, you should control it. You should have firsthand knowledge of it. Uh, you know, put it in else's deal where you leave yourself susceptible to three major problems. The first one is you might be investing with a crook and they, you know, they, Steal all the money of the partnership or the investment or the LLC or the entity that you invest in. Uh, a second problem is uh, you might be investing with an idiot, <laughs> and, and you'll lose money just because they're so stupid. That <laughs> That's happens. no fun either. Yeah, it does happen. It happens uh-huh. all the time. Some, some some idiots manage to raise a lot of money in this world, believe it or not. Um, and uh, and then the third problem is assume they're honest, the promoter of this investment. Assume they're competent. Okay, so you, you've jumped those two hurdles. The third problem is they take a huge management fee off the top for managing the deal. So we say, just buy your own properties. It's the most historically proven wealth creator in the United States of America, and it has been for decades, if not for the last 230-some-odd years that the country has existed. Uh, you know, it, it's just buy some apartment complexes. You know, th- these are the most historically proven asset classes in America, if not the entire world. I think that that's some great advice for individuals who, who are looking to uh, get involved in real estate investment. Now, when we talk about buying investment properties, and let's just say, you know, for, you know, not me, because I used to be one of those fix and flippers back in the 90s when all those 125s went south here in Arizona. But for some other folks, you know, that are not handy with a hammer or a wrench, you know, do they still self-manage or do they seek out a property manager? Yeah, good question. So uh, I have properties, uh, the most I've owned in terms of diversification, which was actually too diversified, uh, and I readily admit that was a bit of a mistake on my part, uh, just because you have so many parties to deal with. I want to see people diversify into at least three different cities. Uh, you know, there's an old saying, Heather, that all real estate is local. And in the country as large and diverse as the United States, 
you know, we have about 400 local markets. It just drives me crazy when I see these people, these talking heads, uh, get on CNBC or they're in, you know, various news media and they talk about the housing market, uh, quote unquote housing market in the United States. The United States doesn't have a housing market. It has about 400 housing markets. It doesn't have one. This is a huge country that is very, very diverse. So to answer your question about management, um, I used to use property managers in every one of my long-distance properties in every one of these markets. Now, however, some of my properties I actually self-manage, and I never thought I could do this. I never thought I could actually get away with it and make it work. Yes, especially long-distance. Yeah, where I've managed properties 2,000 miles away very, very successfully. And, um, you know, I'm not doing any of the work myself on my properties, but sometimes I will do the management myself. And uh, I teach a whole course on self-management, and I've talked about it on my podcast, The Creating Wealth Show. And you can get all that on iTunes for free or, or jasonhartman.com. Just look up my name in the iTunes store. It's all there. Jason, this has been tremendous, the information that you're giving. What I'd like to do when we return from the break is talk about the ultimate investment equation and how you help folks structure a real estate portfolio. You are listening to Jason Hartman on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. And I am so excited that we are joined by my show guest, Jason Hartman, real estate investor extraordinaire. And Jason, before the break, we were talking about your uh, commandments. We were talking about how to structure uh, property management, whether to self-manage or to farm it out. And what I'd like to talk about is your ultimate investment equation. Tell us about this. 
Yeah, so the ultimate investing equation, Heather, is basically the way, see, the, the thing I love about income property, and, uh, you know, some call it real estate, but it really should be called income property, because that's a certain category of real estate. As we talked about a few minutes ago, you know, the difference between owning your own home and being an investor, those are vastly different, okay? So uh, the ultimate investing equation is basically what happens to you when you do income property right when you do it the right way. And and think about how this works. What you what you're doing when you're buying income property is you're buying a set of commodities. I call them packaged commodities or assembled commodities. And think about the ingredients of a house or an apartment building. They're glass, steel, lumber, petroleum products, copper wire, uh, energy, labor, these are all commodities, okay? And so what you're really doing is you're investing in commodities because we don't believe in investing in, in land per se. We don't believe in investing for the value of the land. That becomes very speculative. Whereas we, if we invest in commodities and we know a couple of things that the population is growing both in the United States and around the world, but it's not growing in places like Detroit, for example, where it's shrinking, these are markets I wouldn't recommend, okay? Only invest in markets where you have an increasing population, okay? So that's a little bit of a tangent. But back to the ultimate investing equation. So you're, you're buying these commodities, but instead of going on the commodities markets and investing there and buying pork bellies or coffee beans or soybeans or, or lumber or, uh, you know, steel, any of these other commodities that I mentioned or petroleum products, you're buying them in the form of a house. And when you buy them in the form of a house or an apartment complex, you have special, wonderful, wonderful characteristics. So one of the characteristics is you're financing them usually over three decades. Anybody who buys an income property today, Heather, won't pay that mortgage off, if they follow my plan, until 2044. Can you imagine that? Three decades where you're buying these at very low, historically low, fixed rates. In fact, I believe you're buying these properties and financing them with rates that are actually lower than the rate of real inflation today. I believe inflation is about 8% right now, whereas the government's only reporting it in a much lower number of maybe 2%, okay, in the consumer price index. And, and there are multiple consumer price indexes, so it depends which one you're looking at, okay? And, uh, and so, so you're borrowing below the rate of inflation. You're controlling a bunch of commodities. You're owning directly. And then all that debt that you take on to finance the purchase, Heather, you're going to outsource that to someone called a tenant. See, I wouldn't like debt if I had to pay it myself. But as an income property investors, you know, we don't pay our own debts. We outsource our debts to somebody else. And not only do we outsource the debt, but we tell the tenant, look, instead of just paying my debt for me, instead of just paying the mortgage and the property taxes and the insurance, I want you to pay me a little extra too. And that's called positive cash flow. So that's fantastic. Our ultimate investing equation is looking pretty good right now. It even gets better. We're investing in the most tax-favored asset in America. 
You simply cannot get any better tax benefits anywhere else, at least not that I know of, than you can on income property. It is the most tax-favored asset in America. And taxes are the single largest expense any of us have. So, you know, it's crazy to me, Heather, that people, you know, when they buy a new television set, when they buy a new car, they spend all this time researching it, shopping around, looking at different websites, going from place to place. Yet the single largest expense they have, taxes, they don't spend much time learning about that at all or investing in tax-favored assets like income property, the most tax-favored asset in America. Now, let's take our ultimate investing equation a step further. Remember that we talked about investing at rates or, or financing the properties at rates lower than the rates of real inflation? Well, as inflation happens over the course of the next three decades, see, back in the 70s, when we went off the gold standard in 1971, people that borrowed money to buy real estate for the following three decades became incredibly wealthy. And most of them think that they got wealthy because the property went up in value. But the way they really got wealthy, the hidden wealth creator, was the fact that the debt went down in value. Inflation actually pays our debts off for us. So let's, let's take uh, my estimated inflation rate of about 8%. Okay, and let's say that uh, someone goes out and they buy an apartment building or they buy 10 uh, single family homes and they spend about $1.2 million to do this. Either one doesn't matter what they're buying exactly. The concept remains the same. And, and say to do that, they've got $1.2 million in asset value and they borrow $1 million to finance this. Well, a year from now, they're going to, uh, let's say they got interest-only loans or interest-only mortgages to finance these properties or this apartment building. And um, one year from now, they get their mortgage statement in the mail, and it says, hey, you still own $1 million because this is interest-only, so you're not paying down any of the principal. But a year from now, $1 million at an 8% inflation rate will really only be worth $920,000 because inflation has essentially paid off $80,000 for us. Now, if you don't think the inflation rate is 8% right now, fine. If you think it's only 2% and you believe the government, which has a, a dramatic incentive to be understating or lying about the rate of real inflation. And disingenuous, yes. You, you use the L word. I was trying to be nice by saying this. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I first said understating, which isn't as bad as lying, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, the government has many, many built-in incentives to understate this rate. So, you know, inflation, even at 2%, will pay off $20,000 every single year of your mortgages. I mean, that's fantastic. And what if inflation gets really high like it did in the 70s or, as many think, hyperinflation levels where it will get extremely high. This is what I call, and it's a mouthful, inflation-induced debt destruction. Inflation-induced debt destruction. Say that 10 times fast. You know, it's, uh, that is the, yeah, okay. that is the real 
that is the hidden wealth creator with income properties, Heather, and it is just beautiful the way it works. And it's part of the ultimate investing equation that I talk about. Mm -hmm. So how would one execute double inflation arbitrage? Mm -hmm. Well, double inflation arbitrage is basically part of that ultimate investing equation. So remember when I talked about how we invest in commodities? You know, most people call it real estate, but it's really a set of packaged commodities, okay? And so you buy the commodities, which are a natural hedge against inflation. That's the way, and an arbitrage, all, all that word arbitrage really means is exploiting the differences in things, that's how I define it, exploiting the it's differences. It's a great definition. Okay. Yeah. And, and just wait till you hear my uh, uh, simplistic definition of derivatives. Here, here it is. I'll just tell you that for fun. It's the thing about the thing. The thing about the thing. <laughs> the thing about the thing. See, you talk to some Wall Street guy, overly sophisticated, they've got some big complicated definition of derivatives. If you look it up in Wikipedia paragraphs later, you know, you, you have to have paragraphs and paragraphs to know what it says. It's simply the thing about the thing. Yeah. That's all derivatives are. Okay? That's the most articulate and, and definition, too. In four words, I, you were able to summarize what it is that people don't realize it. And I think that a lot of, you know, the Wall Street types want you to be mystified so they can provide yeah. their value by being your navigator. You know what, Heather? That's a great thing. That's another thing that should be one of my commandments. <laughs> Don't invest in anything complex, because when it's complex, that's a way to hide things by overcomplicating them. I mean, think about all the people you know and all the people your listeners know. All of those people, you know, they, they, we know, we all know many people who have become very wealthy just buying some simple little houses or apartment complexes. You know, it's just really simple being a direct investor in those things. Yet, I, I bet nobody listening can name one person who has become rich in the stock market. You know, they say the best way to become a millionaire on Wall Street is to start with two million. Yeah, exactly. Because hopefully you'll have one left. Okay. They <laughs> you know? say that about racing in NASCAR, too. That's funny. My husband yeah, always says yeah. that if you want to make money in racing... <laughs> This is great. So, well, you know, this has been an incredible conversation. And unfortunately, you know, as a fellow broadcaster, when you hit the wall, you hit the wall when it comes to time. If folks want to learn more about all this information, get every one of your Ten Commandments and so much more and learn about how to start real estate investing, where can folks find you? Well, jasonhartland.com. And then free, completely free resources uh, on my website, uh, thousands of blog posts up there. But the best thing that people like the most is my Creating Wealth podcast, and that's available on iTunes or at my website. So either go to the iTunes store, type Jason Hartman in the search, and you'll find the Creating Wealth podcast uh, as well as many others. And, um, and that's all free uh, or my website, jasonhartman.com. Thanks again for being a part of this show, Jason. And for those of you driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Jason's show page and get all the linky links to his good resources and so much more. Stay tuned. We have the keys to riches coming up on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagon Halls, and it is that time for our Keys to Riches. For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. I hope you're receiving a ton of value out of today's broadcast and you choose to become a regular listener. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one week at a time, one key at a time from our Keys to Ridges Financial Wellness Series. And this week's key, we're on key 10. And key 10 is remember real estate. So our guest played into our key nicely this week. Last week, we started talking about one of the four layers of risk in real estate investment, and that was create credit. So whether you're starting out for the first time and you're currently a renter and you want to become a homeowner and then progress into real estate investment, or you are a homeowner and you want to move into real estate investment, there are some things that you need to look at with your current finances and do an assessment to see exactly where you are. I'm going to teach you how to do that today. So the first thing we need to do is understand how an underwriter thinks, and we need to start looking at this as an underwriter. So when an underwriter looks at a mortgage decision or any other type of loan decision, they've got four layers of risk that they're underwriting for. So they're called the four C's. The first is character. That's what we talked about last week with our credit report. Capacity, capital, and collateral. So we've already discussed our credit requirements. Two trade lines, 24 months, no late or four trade lines, 24 months, no lanes, if it's not a government loan and if you're looking for prime financing. They're looking to see how you've paid your bills in the past. It has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with behavior. And that's all your credit report is, is a physical account of your behavior with money. Now that we have that out of the way, 
They're called layers of risk for a reason. And we layer our risk based on how we perform in each category. So if we're deficient in one category, we can make up for it by overcompensating in another. So the next layer of risk is capital. And capital is two things. It's how much you put down and how much you have left over in reserves. So it's not just about a down payment. It's about the ability to have extra payments in the bank or that elusive emergency fund we always talk about when we talk about our five questions and five areas of concern. So we've got to have money to put down and money left over for reserves. If it's a primary residence, it's not as high a requirement, maybe two months worth of payments and reserves, depending on the type of loan you're going for. If it's an investment property, they may want more than two months in reserves. They may want four, or they may take a percentage of the, the, of the mortgage payment or the proposed mortgage payment and have it come down as a, a sinking fund. They may require that because you're buying an investment property. So now that we understand that layer of risk, the third layer of the risk is capacity. And capacity is our ability to repay the note. And that is our income. And not just income from our own blood, sweat, and tears. It can be income from investments. It can be income from judgments or awards. It could be all sorts of different things. If we can document the income stream and you've received it for a period of time and you can prove that you're going to continue to receive it, like in the event of permanent disability, we would need an award letter that says that you are receiving permanent disability and it's not going away. You can also use alimony, child support, and separate maintenance, but you had to have received it for at least 12 months with the ability to prove it. And so if you have a not-so-nice divorce, asking for canceled checks might be kind of a pain in the butt if you mix your check from alimony in or child support in with another deposit, commingling funds, so you can't track it on your bank statements. So there's a little bonus not included in the price of today's broadcast that if you are receiving alimony, child support, or separate maintenance, make it a separate deposit so it can be tracked. So you can take your divorce decree or your award statement and say, here, I get 500 a month or I get 1000 a month, and here you can see a systematic deposit, and then that way you don't have to go back to the angry irritated spouse. So that's kind of a nice thing. So we just have to be able to document the income streams and investments count, retirement counts, all that stuff counts. So throw it all in there. Now, you can use alimony, child support, or separate maintenance, but you're not required to do so. The the law says that you're, you're not required to disclose that if you choose not to. And if you can qualify without it, hey, more power to you. So I personally don't like any one person knowing exactly how much I have or how much I make. So I only declare enough to prove that I can afford to repay this note. And then that's it. That's all I disclose. I don't disclose everything. A lot of people like to know everything, but unless you have extenuating factors like you're trying to overcome bad credit and you say, look, I've got money in the bank and I've got you know income from assets and you're trying to prove yourself... Uh, to reestablish credit, that's one thing, but I don't like to disclose all my income. You know, nobody needs to know everything, you know? Sure. Because when the zombie apocalypse happens, yeah. I want to be able to pick up and move quite easily. <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm prepping for is the zombie apocalypse. And that, that last layer of risk, that fourth layer of risk is called collateral. So if it's an automobile loan, it's your automobile. 
That's your collateral. If you don't pay, they come take it. In the event of a mortgage, if you don't pay, they get to come take it. And so the collateral, while it's great to have collateral, when it comes to mortgages, there's a required value that must happen or it must reach in order to be able to make your what they call ratios work. And I'll explain that in a second. So if willing buyer, willing seller, negotiating freely in an open market, uh, this, create a sales contract for $100,000, okay, and you want to have financing, it's going to be a percentage of that $100,000. If it does not appraise for what you negotiated for, and let's say the asset's only worth $90,000, okay, and you only had 3.5% to put down if you were going, say, FHA, um, or if you were going, say, let's just say, for example, you were going um, with conventional financing. So let's say you were going to put 20% down. So you negotiated 100000 and you wanted to put 20% down, and you wanted to finance 80,000, but if the asset is only worth 90 and it's not worth 100,000, you know, willing buyer, willing seller, negotiating freely in open market doesn't count because it's going to be purchase price or appraised value, whichever is lower. And I have had loans come in where the appraisal is higher than the actual amount of money that they negotiated the sale for. And so they go based on the contract price. But if the appraised value is lower, you're going to be able to do one of three things. One, cancel the contract because the seller sold you a property that it's not worth. And you're probably, and as long as you're not in the marketplace where values are all over the board, you're fine. You can, uh, so you can cancel the contract. You can renegotiate the contract for that lower appraised value. Or three, you can come out of pocket for the difference because your lender is only going to loan you a percentage of that face value. So if your mortgage is only $90,000, you're going to have to put down 20%, which would be $18,000. And then you're going to have to pay that additional $10,000. You're going to have to put $28,000 down for this house. And you're going to take a $78,000 mortgage. Is that right? Am I doing the math right? 90 minus 18 is uh, 72, 72, whoops, yeah. <clears throat> thanks for playing, <laughs> my math is wrong, <laughs> like, Shh, I'm not getting a mortgage from her, she can't do math, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so, you're going to have to come out of pocket for more, and your health isn't, isn't worth what you negotiated for, so that could be an issue, if it's primary residence, and you plan on spending the rest of your life there, you might say, ah, well, I'll eat it. It's no big deal. It's perfect. I don't have to invest anything in remodeling. I love it the way it is. That's one thing. If it's an investment property, what did we learn about investments? Last week, we talked about it. This week, we talked about it. When do you make your money? On the... On the buy. On the buy. So if it's an investment, you're already underwater. You're SOL. So we want to make sure that we get that that property, that, that would be the opportunity to renegotiate or cancel. If it's only worth 90 grand, you need to renegotiate for that amount of money or cancel the contract and find another property. You know, when it comes to um, buying investment property, we want to be keyed into what the investment property is going to do for us emotionally, you know, by like giving us financial freedom. That's the key that we want to get into, not whether or not it has purple carpets and green curtains or, yeah. you know, 
some day glow paint on the wall or whatever it might be. Uh, we don't want to get get keyed into that as a reason to buy or not buy a property. We want it to be about the numbers because it's not about what it looks like. It's how well it's going to perform for us. And that's what it was going to be key to our financial freedom because what we're trying to do is create cash flow. And if we overpay for an asset, we're going to have negative cash flow. And that can materially affect other investments in your portfolio. So we want to be sensible about that. So what we need to focus on when we buy this property is meeting ratios. And there's two ratios that you want to think about. Your front end ratio is your housing ratio and your back end ratio is your total debt ratio. And this is why we want to eliminate any frivolous, unsecured debt because we want to be able to maximize how much we can buy. We want to increase our buying power as much as possible because, hey, we're not really paying that mortgage anyway. Our tenants are going to pay that mortgage. Somebody else is going to build our wealth, but we got to qualify for it to begin with. So our front-end ratio needs to be 28% if you're going with commercial lending, or it can be 29% if you're going with FHA financing, okay? And so that is, that's principal, interest, taxes, insurance, and homeowners association as well. And sometimes you might be able to meet that front-end ratio, but then you've got this unbelievable homeowners association that's almost half of what your mortgage payment is that throws your ratios out of whack. So always include that if there's a homeowners association fee in that front-end ratio. Then your total debt ratio is that housing ratio number coupled with all of your other debt on your credit report. So if you have a ton of unsecured debt, they're going to take all of that and add it to the monthly housing debt to come up with your total housing ratio. And that back-end ratio can't be more than 36% for conforming conventional or 41% for government loans. So we want to be really careful that we keep our personal debt under that 10%, and I say keep it at zero because you don't want that to be affecting your ability to um, max out how much you can afford to buy. Because what happens is it eats away at that housing ratio number. You don't get to up the back end. You reduce the front end because the back end is as top is as high as you can go with that total debt ratio. So why don't you go to our website and download the worksheet that will help you do a quick snapshot to see where you are with your current ratios and are you eligible to qualify for home ownership or real estate investment? All you have to do is visit at the website and download this week's worksheet to be able to solve that. That's it for this week's key. Your key statement, key affirmation, key action item, plus the worksheet is available at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audio book download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhall. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 